is the full moon, and I have woken up in the middle of the night, ejected by a dream, and I feel the need to open up my heart. There is something in that phrase, ejected from a dream, that is really um, resonating with me at the moment. And I guess it's worth a little bit of context, because in the dream I was trying to communicate with a bunch of different people each to differing ends, and um, it wasn't going well. It wasn't going well. And it feels as though the spirit in me is like, nope, not dealing with this. There's no solution to be had and might as well be awake if it's going to be like that. Which is kind of strange because in the parlance of the day that would be going back to sleep. It's an avoiding of a problem that's coming from a very deep place. It's a place that's um, not consciously under control. It's, it's nearly a reflex. And that is really interesting in light of the way that yoga teaches that we are constructed. The lore teaches us that there are multiple layers to our experience that um, we are not just the stuff we see and touch and taste and smell and hear. And I suppose if I'm going to be a good teacher, this is the place where I would go through and possibly explain the different layers. They range from the physical through what we like to talk about as the energetic. And then there is the mental. Then there is the causal. Yes, that's causal, as in things that cause things. And then there is what is known as the bliss body. Uh, the last two are very far away from our normal experience, and so they're a bit difficult to bring to words. I mean, we deal with the physical body all the time. That's easy. 
And the energy body, if you've been practicing yoga for any time at all, you probably have some sense of that. It's very closely related to our physical being. And it lights up our physical senses pretty directly when we are tuned into them. One of the main points of the asana practice is to help us get used to crossing that conceptual barrier and understanding that there is just a bit more going on than just the bones and muscles and that our mind has the ability to draw in and understand experience that is a little more abstract. Thoughts certainly reside in the mental body, but it is certainly not limited to that. The mental layer of our existence might be better understood as the net in which we capture our perception of the world and maybe the funnel where we integrate it all into our sense of our individual being. And then we come to the causal body. I think in certain systems of magic, this is talked about as being the true will, the big capital W in front of it. In my own experience, I believe this is the place where our individual notion of Dharma lives. These are the decisions we make that defy understanding. These are the things that we bring into our lives over and over again. This is the part of us that knows what it's seeking, even if the mind does not. And that's a tricky game, because the mind struggles to make sense out of everything it experiences, and it tries to find a unifying story, and the causal body is actually more subtle than that. It slips through the net. The closest I find to having it clearly in my awareness is the sense of rightness or wrongness of a situation. And then there's the bliss body. The word bliss is a little bit unfortunate, but also possibly perfect at the same time. Because this is the level where where the gods live. But if 
our causal body, if our dharma, our sense of rightness, is difficult for the mind to access, then what of this layer that is even more subtle? So this is usually described in pictures. And we occasionally experience it. The practices of yoga are definitely designed to help us begin to feel dimly into that place. It's not happiness as such, yet we're happy to be there. And I would say that the experience that I'm referencing is most akin to a really juicy shavasana where you are fully in possession of your awareness of being and yet no longer connected to any of the clamoring distractions of sensation. Not that there's any problem with sensation. I'm really quite a big fan of it. But it's more that the sensation has been gathered up within that central note of being that is our awareness. So whenever I talk about the bliss body, I can't help but think of Shiva. One legend of the origins of yoga, and in particular the asana practice, and the dynamic interplay between asana and meditation, and the awareness of self, has it that the seven sages of the Vedas um, came to the top of Mount Kailash where Shiva lives and they found him dancing there. Shiva is known as Lord of the Dance and his interaction with the world is imagined in terms of either the dance of bliss or the dance of destruction. But I see it as a very wild and vigorous activity right on that edge of catastrophe. Yet it's also told in the story that he would suddenly become very still. And that was all part of the rhythm and the movement and the expression. 
and awareness of self that is the essence of Shiva. And the rishis were pretty impressed. Uh, every time I hear any stories about anyone actually witnessing the Shiva Tandava, that's the dance of Shiva, uh, they're invariably, people are impressed with it. There's a story that has the god Vishnu, who was so impressed that like he forgot that gravity existed, and so he started floating. But the seven sages on seeing Shiva were awestruck, I guess is perhaps the right word, and begged him repeatedly to take them as his students. And he couldn't be bothered to even answer them. He just carried on. Now, there's a lot more to the story, and I, I'm tempted to tell it, but it would be a distraction as well, because the essential nature of this bliss body is that it is indeed wrapped up in its own experience. The Christian part of my soul questions that. Says, whoa, super selfish, dude. And like that's really rude. Like you could have at least like said hi. Right? But we're dealing in an area of symbols and shadows. So in this, the seven sages are not people, but they are the world reaching out for understanding and instruction through the different senses and modes and layers of our being to that central experience of ourself and I would even dare to say our highest self. That place where we do all come together as one. Where the only purpose is indeed to celebrate the joy of being. And it's interesting that I am back to positive emotional words. Because if I was going to stay with the more neutral sense of bliss, I would say the fact of being. Perhaps if I was an existential philosopher, I would say the grief of being. So, coming back around full circle, and having been ejected from my dream, into this moment of being with my microphone in the middle of a full moon which I can't see tonight because I'm in Ireland and because the clouds are thick between me and it. Whatever the circumstances that cause us to change our awareness to move from one level to another 
move from one kind of perception to another. And I will not characterize one as higher or lower or any of that. I'm starting from a place of coming from sleeping and the mind unleashed from the body working very deeply on problems that I have not been able to find solutions to and ejected from that dream back to being awake which some would say is further asleep yeah because in this state I am more involved with the senses and more distracted by the elements around me. So awaken to sleep at the same time. And in the common parlance of our community, we would talk about awakening as being more tuned in to the subtle layers of our experience that we would and we would talk about awakening as as understanding and experiencing the reality of any of those layers that are beyond the physical in being born, we are, in some sense, ejected from the dream of heaven into this world of much busyness, much learning, much growth, much activity. And then when we die, we are ejected from this dream into that other one from which we came. So, yeah, no answers. At the center of it, we have Shiva dancing in our hearts. Understanding it is somewhere in the middle of that full experience. It might be decorated with joy or with grief, but finally, it is the story and the song of ourselves. I'd like to wrap it all up into a neater package for you. But I think that's all I have to say for tonight. <laughs>